all my lawn folks never have Venmo. Oh, yeah, that's real. I don't understand why. I told him I'd walk him through it. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, it's not hard if you kind of with broken English. He's like, no, I don't want to even do that. I'm like, okay, check it is. No, 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 no. Such a nice guy. Probably the best lawn person I've had. I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a three hundred dollar bonus at the end of the year. Are you really fancy pants? It's not fancy pants. He just he earns it. He never complains. He just in the heat like this. Jesus Christ, Mr. Hudson, Mr. Hudson, can I please uh, ask for this month's uh, bill? Is this a bad time, sir? I just can I can I get at least half of it? Okay, okay, okay. That's good. Then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you Mr. Hassan. You can make that you can make that joke because you're Hispanic. Mr. Hassan, you know what I'm sorry, Ashley Boss. He wants to get the whole the whole thing. Oh, you prick. It's not my fault, Mr. Hassan. Cut. That's not necessary to call me that, no. <laughs> Please tell me you recorded this. <laughs> it's, I think yeah, we're recording. Please put tag this somewhere. <laughs> I'll put it seriously. The show. Put it somewhere and let because that is too good to let. I mean, that was magic, man. Ever so often, magic happens on this show. In these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this dynamic duo, and my name is Steve. Are you sure about that? It's been a while, Steve. Are you sure your name is Steve? I'm going to go ahead and, spoilers, your name is Steve. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode, I believe it's 193. Guess who's back? It's us. Back again. Thank you. You were a day late and a dollar short on that one, but I appreciate it. I know. I want to see him in costume so what's happening, Steve? Life is good, man. How you been? I've been doing great, especially since we got to kind of catch up on the Patreon. See, only your Patreoners are going to hear this. Yeah. Catch up. Kind of killed the magic, though. I was just, you know, trying to go for like we were just talking for the first time. But uh-uh. Anyway. We got to get, we got to let people know that we had an amazing conversation about, you know, uh, 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 Guar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, James Taylor. How did we talk about James Taylor and Guar? Well, they the opened up for him. They opened up for him in Bayhaus. What do you ruin stuff for you? Could you imagine? That would be the show. I think, who do you think? I think James should open up for Guar, though. Not so much because of merit. It's because I don't think James would want to go on a stage where there's like fake blood and come all over the, all over the place, you know? Here's the funny part, G. Guar's audience from the people I know would be the nicest to James Taylor. <laughs> from the people I know that like them, it doesn't seem like they'd be douches at all. Because I don't know a douche that likes Guar. I wonder if they would call him up on stage to do the Salamanizer with him. What's that? This is just a song singing about his, his uh, huge penis. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me the Salamanizer. I like it. Guar's, there, okay. So we were talking about This Is Guar on That's Shudder. Uh, I'll just, it's not like I'm going to go into review mode right now, but I'll tell you, I'll give that one a solid 3.3. Nah, I'll give it 3.25 out of five cuttlefishes. That's what I'm giving that one. I'm oh, not going to talk about it. I can't watch the watch this, dude. Yeah, I think I was really like sitting there. I'm going, okay, is Steve going to like this? Because I you're am. interested in just 
how thing bands come together. That's and, what I, I want to see from the beginning to the first rehearsals mm-hmm. to when they're in the studio writing stuff and then they decide let's do make. I want to see from the beginning to now. There's not a lot of studio stuff. Okay. All right. Not a lot of studio stuff. Um, I liked the documentary, but I kind of wish that I would have gotten more out of it because I think they just, they tell some great stories uh, they do show a lot of like, cause the Guar made movies and all these crazy videos. Oh, cause they, wow. think of like Pee Wee's Playhouse background, but done in like a Guar, you know, morbid blood, so alien, cool. sexual kind of thing. But it's, it's very much like that. They were just these artists from Virginia that they, they used to, there was this place called the dairy. There's this building called the dairy that used to be this old, well, an old bottling dairy. Yes. That place ended and then the people that owned the building would because there was like a big artist scene there, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the 80s. And they would have these artists come and they would like pay them to like rip out asbestos and, you know, do all this illegal shit that was under the table, I'm sure. But these people ended up forming this like collective there. All these artists, they like lived there illegally, of course. But through, you know, living there and just like networking, they ended up finding these really awesome group of core artists that all had like like minds and then they ended up so cool mixing in like the people from the punk scene and there you have guar that's just a very very do they ever do they ever talk about a this is why we decided to do the monster makeup yeah they talk about all of that and who did it who was the first person who knew how to even do makeup they talk about that too oh it's all there steve because so far is yeah, go ahead. Well, the problem is, is that the, and I, I, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but the because uh, I wasn't really planning on talking about it, but the um, the main guy, the guy that did all of the artistry, that that the designs of Guar, uh, he's a very bitter person now. So you, yeah, it's oh. one of those. That's what I didn't like about the. I mean, it's it's real, but that's what I kind of didn't care for. It is I was. It wasn't I didn't care for it. I was just sort of sad. It's like, oh, this is where they are now, where they're still That's at. That's a bummer. The odds with each other. And it has to do with money and ego. Oh, bummer. I didn't even know they made that much. I don't know if they really make that much, but they're still touring. That's the thing. Touring doesn't mean anything. Like, Could they feel Shoreline? No. no. By themselves? No. no. Uh, to put it in perspective, Guar played in Fresno. They played uh, Tioga Brewery. Oh, really? In the back. I thought they were far bigger than that. No, not right now. They're not. Dude, at least not around these parts. There's so many people that like It's random then. I thought they were far bigger than that. I think Guar could probably do like, say, I'm trying to put it into something that you would know. Uh, Do you know, are you familiar with the Warfield Theater? Yes. Yeah, I think they could fill the Warfield. That's big, dude. It's big enough, yeah. That means you have a following. Like, they could easily pack out Fulton 55. Oh, well, that's such a tiny little place. Yeah, Yeah, course. but that's you make money. Skrilla. Have you ever that's seen a, the back parking lot of Tioga Sequoia? Brewery? I have never seen the I've never seen the back parking lot. It's pretty big, man. It's, um, it's a I'm great venue, think, though. It's a nice venue. I, I don't know how many people it holds, actually. But, you know, you can squeeze when it's general admission and a show like that, you can squeeze a shit ton of people in. There. Probably like 300, 200, maybe. I'm thinking maybe like five. Dude, that's a that's a they have a that's really dope, man. I really want to. um. You know, because as you know, one of my favorite music documentaries of all time is that, um, I forgot, the, how do I blank on the name? It's, that good, you know, huh? Dude, I, and the funny thing is, I used to know the name so, so, that's the Metallica documentary. Oh, God. I've watched it like three times because I thought, oh, it's the making of a great album, and it turned out that it was not. Yeah, some kind of monster is what you're referring to. But it's so much studio stuff. And I'm like, look at how they're recording. Look at how they're coming up with this stuff. Yeah. Look at how they're doing. And I'm like, that whoever planned that documentary knew what they were doing. They're like, no, we're going to be in the studio doing this stuff. Right. 
See, this one is just a bunch of footage put together years ah, later, and it's a lot a different that way. So you're not going to get that recording process, and that's why I was thinking to myself, would Steve enjoy this? I think he'd find it interesting. I still would love it. I still would. Love I just it. don't think that you would be like that. Was one of the best, you know, music docs that I've seen. Oh, well, that's that's a far and few. That's far and few between, man. It's, I think most of the best music docs were planned. Like they're like, hey. Uh, they started recording and like shenanigans happened. <laughs> like they're like, we didn't plan this, but here we are. I guess this is just like tantrums and tiaras. You never know that it's going to happen like that. It just, but according to you, you know, I, for me, it's a horror documentary pretty much about people who love singing. They are a whole, like their maths are horrific, bro. And I can't wait to see this. Uh, you'll right see that it's more comedy than horror. You know, like they have them going on the Joan Rivers show and character. The, they were they actually got nominated. And I think they may have won for a Grammy. Look at see for me, I thought they were more Alice Cooper. No, no. Oh, because of the mask. I'm like, oh, they probably bite the heads off stuff like Ozzy. Well, I mean, that's the thing is they do a lot of crazy shit like that, but it's all with latex. I mean, literally jizzing on the audience. <laughs> with that like, is hilarious. The very first shot you see is this guy, and he's backstage or outside anyway, and he's got these gigantic. Um, think of like a uh, like a fire extinguisher type oh, technology. Yeah, yeah, gigantic though, like you know, as big as his as as big as this guy basically. And he's got like four or five of them, and they're all filled with. He's talking about how he has to fill them with blood every night and whatever other you know bodily fluids they're trying to simulate. But it's pretty crazy because those things are pressurized and shit can happen. So he talks a little bit about that. Um, but this one's more, like I said, it's, it's, I don't know, like I wanted to be more happy about it. It's just that the story's not that happy. There's like a redemption arc to it. But the whole story of Dave Brocky and his downfall with drugs and the way that the, he was with the band after a while, then his rivalry with this other guy whose name I just cannot seem to fucking remember right now. It kind of bummed me out a little bit. I do think it's worth a watch. It's just not what I was expecting. For the Gore documentary. I want it to be super happy and end on a high note. But unfortunately, life doesn't really work that way. You know what I mean? Shit happens. Did you ever, did you ever buy any of their action figures? No, I didn't know they had those. But I would, probably. Not right now, but I would have. Oh my goodness, you can make them. 3D? Yes! I'm not doing a lot of 3D printing right oh, now. Okay. but right. No, 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 I am. It's just that like you know, because I'm going to have surgery, sanding is a bitch right now. Dude, you know how much of a killing you would make? Probably, you know what, you'd be surprised. I did pretty well on the Vecna. Did I tell you about that? No, you did not. You know who Vecna is, right? I do not. Stranger Things, he's the uh, season four villain. I have not Pretty dope looking. Kind of looks like he could be in Guar, actually, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, man. Oh, um, yes, I, I've seen the, because on the pictures online, they show his... his uh, kind of looks like profile. Swamp Thing. Yes, yes. He looks he reminds me a lot of Swamp Thing. But uh oh. yeah, so this uh Patreon site called Hex 3D that I use, they let you as long as you're paying a certain amount of month, they let you sell the actual prints, the physical prints. You can't sell the what's called the STL. In other words, I can't shoot that file to someone so they can print it off. But he's like if you, you know, whatever you print, you're you're welcome to sell. I was selling Vecna's like crazy, dude. I just put it out on Facebook. I said, I'm thinking about putting these out on Marketplace, but I'll try it here first. Bam, 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 bam. I got hit with them to the point where I had to like fix my printer because my printer's like, fuck, dude, calm down. Damn. I sold them at like 35 bucks a pop, dude. Damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> How many did you sell? Hey, mind your business. Damn. I sold like 10. Huh. And then, you know, after a while, you look online and everyone's selling them. So you have to, you kind of have to stick with what's hot. Okay. It's oh, a little. It. It's it. kind of a side hustle. 
See, because I want to buy this dog I told you about. So it's my print money is going to a dog. <laughs> How much is this dog going to cost? About 20, probably 2,500. That's not bad. No, maybe even 27. That's not bad. Are you willing to travel? To get the dog? Yeah. I don't need to, man. There's this uh, breeder that's like 40 miles, not even 40 miles. I think she's like in Easton. No, no, no. Uh, Dinuba, which is for the locals. Jamaica. It's really close. It's really close. Just out in the country somewhere. Now, what, what uh, breed is this? A Cavapoo. So it's half Cavalier King Spaniel. Yes. And then half Poodle. This guy, I don't, why do you want another dog, Dan? <laughs> it's kind of a dark reason, Steve. Well, first hey, of all, oh, I love I, dogs. I have a feeling I know where this is going. I've got two seniors. Uh-huh. They're great. They're very youthful, but, you know, they're seniors. So I kind of want to have a transition dog. Oh, Lord. Well, that is darkness. No, it is, but it's preventative because, like, we had um, our first dogs. We had this dog named Shay. She was awesome, and she lived to about 11, but then she got sick. Well, we also had our Labradoodle, who was Marley. And Marley was cool as shit, too, but we weren't really anticipating an early death. And what ends up happening is my dog dies. We didn't have another dog there to keep her company, and she fucking flipped. And all of a sudden, it was about separation anxiety. She was never quite the same. I'm with you. So we're like, "Let's, let's stop that, you know. Dogs need to have company. And you always want a dog in the house. I fucking love dogs so much, dude. I don't want a shedding dog, though, which is why I'm going with a, a breeder. Well, all dogs are going to leave something. That's well, what I've realized. Something. But I mean, you don't they have what's called an everywhere. F1. Mm-hmm. And that, there's an F1 where it's like you have a, a you know, the actual poodle, full bred poodle, and then a full bred mm-hmm. Cavalier King Spaniel. And then uh, the, the F1 is there. It's like 50-50 of each. Okay. That is supposed to be the one that sheds the least. Okay. And then you have the F1B, which is the, you know, the mixed dog bred with either a Cavalier King or a Poodle. That one, they because there's two kinds. You have like a super curly haired, more like the Poodle look. And then you have like the, you know how we, kind of like how my dogs are, the dogs that look like they're going to go and roam town to town solving yes. crimes and shit. Of course. Th- that's how that looks. And, and you, you know, it's kind of like a gamble. But uh, I guess they shed a little bit more, but they're a little more like uh, their behavior is a little more. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's basically you breed out a lot of the faults. I wasn't planning on talking about dogs right now. <laughs> Getting into no, this whole dog but conversation. I, I, um, I'm very excited. for The you. traits is what I'm trying to say. There's some undesirable traits that some of these dogs have, you know, with uh, um, temperament and things like that. And the F1Bs tend to be a little more sturdy when it comes to that, more stable. And when are you planning on getting this dog? I don't know. Whenever I come up with $2,700, I can just That's the only spend thing on a you. dog. Okay, okay. I thought that there was a timeline. Nah, nah. We don't, I don't really do things that way. I just I have little savings here and there for things. Look at this guy. Look at this guy with the savings. I don't know how people just go, yeah, just spend all this crazy money. Good for you. I don't have it. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. But anyway, yeah, there's going to be a dog in this house. And I think I want a female, Steve. And I think I want to have, uh, she's going to have the red hair, kind of reddish hair. You know, I think Uh like a golden retriever or something like that. I've seen the pictures. With the white patch. I think I'm going to name her, I think I'm going to name her Penny. What do you think about that? You know, you know what's a downer? What's that? My friend's dog named Penny just got killed by a rattlesnake. Jesus Christ. Where Uh, do they live? Out in the hills? uh, Coarse gold. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, big five footer too. Fuck them rattlesnakes, man. Don't like them at all. Beautiful name. I don't. I love them. You like snakes? 
I love snakes. Nah, no, 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 not me. There's only one animal I don't dig too much, and I'm trying to learn to love them. What's that? A roach. Yeah, I don't like those either. Those are like, I'm going to piss you off if we're hanging out and those little roaches at our work run by, those moisture ones. I'm just squash, squash, squash. Oh, shame on you, Dan. Yeah, there's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty. They're not going anywhere. You know? Thinning <laughs> uh, the herd. Hey, man, I want to tell you something. Um, I know you're not like, I know you do game nights every once in a while. When you do game nights, I'm going to ask you something, then I'll tell you something. When you do game nights, what kind of games are you playing? We're playing um, Cards Against Humanity. Things like charade, playing charades. Sure, you're playing charade. It's really yeah, yeah charade. Okay, let's do it, Steve. Okay, two words. Okay, it's a movie. Oh God, no, I'm just kidding. What else you got? I'm just <laughs> uh, talking with you. Things like um, uh, what is that thing? Um, it's like mostly card games. We won't do like Uno or not like that, but uh, stuff like that. Why? Because we don't do I, board games. You don't do board games. No. Well, then, because I, I was would, thinking, we would, though, we would. I was thinking that this game, I'm about to tell you about a game that I just fucking Maybe love. I just don't know if it's too much for you. It's a big ass game. So, back in the 80s, Milton Bradley came out with this game called The Dark Tower. And it was uh, basically, it was all revolving around there's like this circular board with an actual tower in the middle of it. And, I remember that game. And the mechanism inside was patented for another. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the game. But there was another game that was supposed to have a tower in the middle of it spinning, right? And this is not in any way, uh, like, aligned with Stephen King's. No, no, no. Not to be confused with Stephen King's A Dark Tower. This was, uh, hold on. Let me see if I, I think I might have the sounds I can show you. It was all, like, 8-bit technology. And it would have, like, the coolest, uh, yeah, I remember this. It made sounds like this. Hold on, I'll show you right now. Oh, wow. Didn't know it did that. I bought this. Really? Uh, hold on. What this is, is an app that you can play the old Dark Tower game on. It's oh, not the cool. same. It doesn't feel the same. But uh, where are the sounds at? Here we go. Oh, uh, yes. yes. When you heard that shit. Oh, yeah. It, it was about like, to go down, dude. Oh, that's really cool. But anyway, I fell in love with that game. And I did not know until recently that the creator of that technology of the moving tower went to Milton Bradley and said, Hey, we'd like to make this completely different game. Uh, well, actually this is the game, you know, they're talking about a game they want to make and Milton Bradley's like, nah, we'll pass. We'll pass Hasbro. I think, I think maybe Milton Bradley became Hasbro at some point. They're like, that's okay. We'll pass. Well, these two guys, a couple years later, they go to like this game convention, board game, toy convention kind of thing. And they see their tower now being used for the dark tower. So they're like, no, this isn't going to sit well. So they actually sued Milton Bradley and won. So this game has become like a like a legend status because it was only out for like maybe six months or something like that. Yeah. Back in like 1981 is when the game came out and it was selling for like 60 bucks, dude. Think about that in 1981. In 1981, that's like $300. That's a lot of fucking money, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Restoration Games is this company that has come out and they do a lot of their stuff on Kickstarter. Uh, kick was it back kicker back or something like that, but it's a Kickstarter type situation. Okay. And uh, I've I've had this game. Uh, I lost the game, and my friend had it, and we would go over even as like adults, like you know, we're talking like eighteen, nineteen. We'd go and play this fucking game at his house because it was just fun. It was a cool thing for people to sit around. 
you know, you're fighting, you're trying, the, the whole premise of the game is that you're trying to, uh, you have your own character, you have to go across the board to these different frontiers, collecting things, and then at the end, when you collect everything, you go and you fight the tower. It's a really fun game. I'm not explaining it very well, but it's addicting as hell. And we would play this game forever. And then, like, I stopped seeing that friend, and I, this is just a game that you can't find anywhere. If you were to go on eBay right now and look for this game, the old game, Dark Tower, you're looking at probably five bills complete. Oh, because. Wow they stopped making it. It was just this game that there was only, uh, you know, a certain number of games that were put out. And after that, it just became this collector's item, the Holy grail, if you will. Okay. And I have been wanting to buy one of these games forever. And I just never, I don't know why I spend money on more dumb things, but I never purchased the old dark tower game. Okay. So restoration games comes out. This was right before the pandemic. No, I was like mm-hmm. 20. Yeah, it was 2018. And uh, before the pandemic. And they said, we are making return to dark tower. And it's supposed to be the same, but it's going to be a lot more advanced. And you're using, an, you know, like a, you have to use an app for it and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, this is very cool. I want to get it. I, I spent like, I think it was like 125 bucks to back them. Uh-huh. And I was thinking I was going to get my game in a few months. And then the pandemic hit. So I waited like two and a half years for this fucking game to come out. It came at the beginning. Like, I think it was like February or March when I got it. Yeah. And when I got it, I was just staring at it because I opened it up and there was just so much to this game. I was like, I'm, I was kind of intimidated. You know what I mean? I was just like, cause I didn't yeah. want to like, I didn't want to break all the small little parts out and everything. And then no one wants yeah. to play it. And then shit gets lost. Well, it turns out Gil wanted to play this game with me and it is so good, dude. It's such an addicting game. Like one round for two people can last like two and a half hours. Jesus. And you're bad. It's the same kind of thing, but you have all these pieces. It's very kind of, I don't want to say Dungeons and Dragons like because it's it's really not. You're following a storyline. There's several different storylines you can follow in this game, this app. Yeah. But the story changes all the time, and it just it's super difficult. But there's like two modes where there's like a competitive mode where two people, four people can play together to beat the tower, and then once you get good at it, you can start doing like the other mode, the competitive, where you're you know you're playing against each other. But I have yet to see a game. I don't play a ton of games, but I do like board games, and I have yet to see a game that is this elaborate. With this this much like replayability, but the problem is is that you're getting like you're you're getting what you pay for. So we played this game, and now they have like add on games that they can do for it, and that's like basically you can get the whole thing for like three hundred bucks. That's a lot. Okay. That's, that's a lot, lot of fucking money right there. But I can tell you, if people out there, if you're playing games, you probably know about this. If you're like a gamer, tabletop kind of person, but I I know it's expensive. I not I know that everyone can't afford this game. This is right up Bucks's. Alley. I I had, I hit him up personally. I said this okay. game is for you, and I'm telling you now, Bucks. Please listen to me. You, you can do this. Get this fucking game. It's so Bucks good. Got the Bucks. They've already Bucks has the Bucks. I think so. And they uh, it's their second print. So okay. you can actually go to Restoration Games website and you can get on this campaign and back their second print. And I think I'm going to buy another one, dude, because it comes with all these other expansions and stuff like that. And I'm like. I mapped it out to where it's like, or I priced it out to where it's like they have all these things that you can, they're like add-ons or just little figures and all this kind of shit that you need to play these other games. If you were to like buy them all separately, it still kind of comes out to that price. But if you spend the money and buy the whole package again, you get another game, like another tower and all that, that I would like to keep separate and maybe, you know, sell that somewhere down the line. Cause like if you were to go on eBay right now, they're already trying to sell these games for like 500 bucks and they're selling them. I'm not saying buy the game to sell it, but I'm saying if you buy a game like this and hold on to it, it's going to be worth something. So nice. Dude. Check it out, dude. I was thinking, I wonder if Steve could play this, but I don't know if you'd have the patience to play the game. I don't, I mean, I like, I like thought provoking. Like we have a game that we, uh, that Bill and I 
it but it I, I told you about it before where it goes through not Siri but Alexa where you have to make Alexa say one word. And I like those thought-provoking games where it's like you have to make her say Ukraine. You can't say this is in Ukraine. You have to make her just say one word and you have a certain amount of time to do this. And I like those thought-provoking games. So if this is one of those thought-provoking games, I'd love to learn it. What about strategy? I like strategy. Well, oh, my dad, oh, my dad used to freaking, he was in love with Stratego. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget Stratego. When they were playing, man, we just, I mean, you couldn't even mess with the board. Let me run into the board and mess up. Oh, my God. Stratego. And it would go on for like eight hours, G. I'm like, how long is Stratego? I don't even know what you do in Stratego. We had a Stratego board game. I just cleaned out my game closet and threw a bunch of shit out that we've had for years that were missing pieces and stuff like that. Stratego happened to be one of those games. So what happened? What do you? How do you play it? I don't know. Never played it, but my oh. son loves it. He's like, we got, <laughs> yes, he's like you know, I I regret it because I took this game to a friend's house and we just ended up losing some pieces and stuff. So he's like, but I want to get this game again. It's one of my favorites. I've never played it before. Dude, I heard, I heard it, it gets, well, now I'm into like the more, you know, I listen to, uh, Ooh, electric shock. I'm getting it. I was like, you know, I just tried board games. Cause bell loves any sort of game where you have to get everyone involved. It's her mm-hmm. thing. So I'm like, you know what? I need to start doing better with the board game thing where it's like, it's a family playing together. And so I need to start doing more of that. And so I, I, maybe I will look into like stuff like dark tower and, and things that'll be fun for everyone to play together. I'm telling you, Return to Dark Tower is a game. It's it's an investment and it's totally worth it if you put that money into it. But that's a game that's like, like I put it this way. I would not have spent this money on this game had I not played Dark Tower before and had that nostalgic feel for it. I'm just glad that when I played the game, that it was that game and more. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I am just so thrilled with this fucking game. It's like so addictive. I could play it every single night. And the cool part about it is, oh. is that you can actually play yeah. You can set the app up because it's completely different sounds for the new game, but you can actually set it up to use those old sounds that I was just showing you right now to get that feel for it. So they, they gave some love to this game. They have a base game for 174. Where are you looking? At Zulu Zulu's Board Game Cafe. Free yeah, so they're Tuesday. already they're, they're raising the price on those too because they're harder to get. I, w- I would pay. It's 174 ain't bad. But if you go on to, and I can, if you're serious, I can send you the link and you'll end up spending 150. Really? Yeah. Because they're having a a campaign thing right now. It's great, dude. I'm telling you, but again, it's probably play it at your house first. Yeah. And it's a massive game. That's the thing. Like there's so many little pieces to it and shit can get lost and, or broken. You know what I mean? And like when you spend that kind of money on a game, at least how I am, I want everything preserved. I, that's how I've always been as a collector. Everything stays preserved. So you know what I've been doing is I've been replacing the game pieces that we use in the, you know, like the act that come with the actual game. Uh, I've been 3D printing other pieces to use that are more sturdy. And then I just keep the other ones in the box. Huh. So, you know, it's, it's, it's extra for sure. <laughs> I'm doing the most for sure. I still, I still will play. I wouldn't mind playing it. It's really fun, man. You guys should come over sometime. We'll play. I'm thinking yeah, it'll yeah. happen in maybe April, 2025. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday month huh you know april 15th your birthday month is october nope see see what i did right there again just proving my my uh loyalty to you it's not october yours is april 15th right no your birthday's not april 15th yeah it is i know it but is, it's, it's not no no no. it's not fair because it's tax day that's a cheat code 
No, I didn't even think yes, about it. Yes, you did. No, your I didn't. Your brain, I know, but you're... you're um, I'm just a good friend, Steve. No, the subconscious is thinking about it. I will give... No, I just know dates. But I will go ahead and give it to you that at least you were in the... You were within one month either way. At least you were in the, in the season. Your birthday's not in October? No, it's in November. It must be November then. Yeah. I'm going to take yeah, a guess on the November date. November 8th. Oh, so close. The 6th. You got, you got a C minus, Steve. That's okay. Because I know it's in the beginning. November 6th, folks, if you want to send me gifts. Oh, shoot. I like gifts. This year, Dan. Oh, don't. I'm not, not going there okay, today. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going there today. We haven't talked to these people for a while. I would like to stay in a good mood. <laughs> My brain just seized. Hey, you guys won't hear this right now, but uh, shout out to anyone that's over at C2E2 right now. I wish I was there with y'all. I really do. I've been watching, looking online, looking at the pictures and the fun times. Looks like you're having a good time. I realize it's not going to be as good of a time since I'm not there, but try to not. enjoy yourselves. Oh, of course not. Just kidding, folks. I'm, I'm really jealous that I'm not there this year. Surgery, though, will keep you out. Oh, um, uh, just to let you know, mm-hmm. just to let everyone know. We're going to Hollywood Harness this year. <laughs> Why am I laughing? If you have never heard this show before, just listen back anytime and you'll, you'll see. We're going to go. I'm telling you that I am. I want to do this sooner than later to lock it in. I cannot do the Steve Hudson. I'm going to wait till the week of can't do it. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Dan doesn't want to go on Halloween. Probably. No, Dan can't go on Halloween. Doesn't want to go, can't either way. I'm going to be off of work for two months post-surgery, and then I come back pretty much right around that time. Do you think my work's going to want to give me time off? I don't think so. You're the man. You can get whatever you want. Yeah, you know where I work, man. Stop it. Hey, hey, hey. But um, yeah, I'm very excited about uh, everything except one horrible, horrible detail Dan brought, broke out. That's almost making me just like, what the hell were they thinking? But other than that, man, I'm really excited about the whole thing. Really Are you referring to the weekend maze? Yes, dude. What the hell were they thinking? I think it's going to be cool. I don't know what they're going to do, It's corny. but I think it'll be cool. It's corny as hell. Rob Zombie to, to him? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I think I, it's just going to be a bunch of mirrors. That's what I think is going to. I, I still think, think tr- th- they'll pull it off. Young. They're skewing young. They want younger people to come in. Sure they do. That's ridiculous. I don't want them in there. It should be 30 and over. Even though I went when I was 20. Still. I want them to bring back the us house because we missed it. Uh, I would be happy with, uh, let's see. What are some of the the greatest hits games? Oh, Stranger Things house was great. Which one? The Stranger Things house. That was fun. I'm a little Stranger Things out by this point, but I have a feeling it's going to come because they got the Vecna character and um, everyone... You know, it, it, it's not like we haven't heard Master of Puppets enough already. God damn it. With the you Master know, of Puppets. Yeah, I, I heard that they were, uh, I heard about that. I've never heard the album, so it's not going to bother me, but people are like, we get it. I'm like, man, people, I don't know though, man. It's my favorite Metallica album, but it's, and I'm, you know, and I will say not to sound like the, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, you're wearing that concert shirt? Name three songs. I don't want to be that guy because I'm not. But I guess I'll just say that um, I'm, I, if, if it takes, stranger things and the character of Eddie to bring more kids into the rock and roll metal circle and listening to a damn good album. I'm all for it. You know what I mean? It's just that 
it's social media's fault, Steve. And it's not even social media's fault as much as me looking on social media. I just get, you get beat down with it after a while. You know what I mean? I, t- I totally. And, and also you. Too much of a good thing. You binged it, right? Yeah. That might have had something to do with it. If you were as a weekly thing, it probably would be like drip, drip, drip. Right now, it's just like every other. And I haven't watched any of it only because I've heard mixed reactions where some people I've talked to are like, it's fine. Like, it's just, it's fine. It's time to wrap it up. You know what I think about it? Because we never talked about it. And I wasn't planning on talking about it. But I'll just give you kind of like a quick idea of what I, how I feel. Um, I still think that it's good. I do think that it's a better season than, say, like season two, which was shit. But the problem for me is that I'm not invested in it anymore. That's the thing. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like the story's not there and the acting's not. I, I'm sorry. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, she just really can't act. That's just my opinion. Whoa! But she does fine. It's just that <laughs> she plays 11, and 11 has, you know, she's still learning how to speak properly and everything else. She does fine in the Stranger Things realm. But for me, I just lost interest in a lot of these characters. It's not that I, I dislike them at all. I think I just outgrew the show or something. So yes, I watched it because I've been this far invested into it. And I don't know, man, it was just okay. It was just all right with me. I I didn't get the whole, the whole fucking enthusiasm this time around. Well, no one really was. I mean, they talked about it a little, Uh but it didn't take over Twitter like it did before. Well, listen, I think it's like I said, I just sold a shit ton of Vecna's. So people are, the fandom is definitely there. Uh Uh-huh. And you know, but it's it's just I think it's taken on the more of like a meme like quality at this point. Yes, that 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 I can understand. Whereas like Kate I Bush running up that hill and all that shit, they just it's just over. It's like what radio station terrestrial radio stations do to good songs. They, they just said, beat you down. According to the internet, it's like the best song ever. I've never heard it yet, but everyone's like, finally, other people are hearing it with the one of the best songs of all time. I was like, oh, one, I running up the hill. Yeah, I gotta check out that song one day. You want to know something? Hold on, here, let's do that now. Uh, I will say, I've always hated that song, Steve. I'm not a big Kate Bush person. I'm not at all. And if you watch the video, it makes it worse. But uh, I didn't like the song then. And when they played it, I guess it's, I don't know, maybe it made it a little bit better. But it's just, uh, here, what do you think? I'm not going to play the whole song. That right there bugged the shit out of me. And fast forward a little bit. And then they do this. Yeah. I have heard that song before. Yeah. It's why fine. is that the one that people are losing their minds over? Because of the character. And one also of the characters people and how like it, Kate Bush too though. What's that? People dig her. Yeah. It's it's I'm not hating. It's just I never liked that song. I was really surprised actually that it got like, you know, I think it's just the people they pick these songs and they know, okay, we can meme the shit out of this song. No question, dude. I, but good I, for her, man, because I think yeah. she made like half a million off of Stranger Things with this song. I'm not hating on Kate Bush. I'm not hating at all. I just, I never really cared for the song. 
But yeah, I'm sure Metallica is not doing too bad either right now. They never are. They never. Yeah, they never. Were. I'm surprised Lars isn't all pissed off about it. Dude, that dude still to this day after that Napster thing, I was so mad. <laughs> oh, they're such... fully on board. I'm you. You look at TikTok. Have you seen them doing their thing on TikTok? I have not. They're just rocking out to the song and they're putting it in their concerts now uh, and stuff like that. No, good for them. I'm not yeah, going to well, be no. that guy, but that's real. I mean, Lord, it's funny because uh, speaking of older songs, Bell and I were rocking out to a song we hadn't heard in years. I was like, hey, remember that song, Catch Me, I'm Falling? And she's like, yeah, that song was good, right? I was like, maybe we're thinking about it being better than it actually was. No, it's a good song, Dan. Catch Me, I'm Falling. Now, I Catch know a song me, called Catch I'm Me, I'm Falling. You know that song. Na, 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 yes! Na, na. I was like, hey, I hadn't heard that song in a million years. <laughs> it's a good song, dude. Was it was Pretty like, Poison? Yes. And we didn't know that either. She was like, I think maybe Madonna sung it. I was like, I'm going to go on a limb and say she did not sing that song. But I wouldn't have guessed Pretty Poison, though. Now, when you say Catch Me, I'm Falling, the first thing I thought of was an 80s song from the band Real Life back in the day. They had a song called Catch Me, I'm Falling. Oh, really? And that was that was uh, that was like I've their sophomore hit. I never heard of Real Life. Let's see. I don't know if you've heard this song. Let me see. I like it though. I like it. I like it. Never heard that one? I do like it though. Sophomore hit. Real I life. Like it. I like it. They had it's a better adorable. song though. What's that? I'm finding it right now. Send me an angel, Steve. Have you heard that one? Send me an angel. Ooh. That was a scary ass behind video. This one? Do you feel lucky in love? That's how he sings it. Do you Dan, you know how freaking scary this video was? What's up? You know how scary this video was? There was a werewolf. <laughs> I don't remember the video. Yeah, there was a werewolf in this video. I used to avoid it like the plague. Open fire on my burning heart. I've never been lucky in love. You know where I saw those guys, man? What's that? What's that? Solid gold, baby. <laughs> Marilyn McCoo said, Woo, come on Marilyn out, real McCoo. life. Oh, Lord. She was, yeah, man. Marilyn McCoo and um, who was their host? Andy Gibb was a host for a while. I can't think I of Marilyn McCoo. It McCoo's was Marilyn McCoo and somebody else. Rex yeah. something or other, maybe? That was a good show, though. Oh, I love Solid Gold, man. I love that they brought Solid Gold back on the boys. <laughs> I said you a hip hop. Oh, no, what song was it that he was doing? That's right. I uh, think it Bad was. Five Freddy told me everyone. Uh, yeah. Remember that dude from um, uh, That's Impossible that looked like a mannequin? That's impossible. That's incredible. That's incredible. He looked like a mannequin. Yeah, John Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did not look real dude he looked like, like he had like like you could snap his hair on like a yes, Lego block dude yeah I remember but that guy man he was built to be a host wasn't he oh for sure I wonder that's if he's incredible alive. that was a great show that was a really oh you know what? you're about to laugh at me because okay this is a great story before we get into reviews um so recently I've been watching this listening to this show about one hit wonders right mm-hmm uh, they just dissect one hit wonders, what happened to them, how the song came about, why they never have made another hit. And I've known when I've listened to the show, every single episode, I know more about the song than sometimes they do. I mean, song. And I was like, oh, it's fun to listen to. 
Then comes a song. Then I'm like, this is a one hit one. I've never heard this song before. So I call my mother. And everyone on the episode is like, oh my gosh, we've heard this song a million times. Let's talk about it. I'm like, I've never in my life heard this song. I call my mom and sing it to her and she gets quiet. And she said, Steve, are you joking? I was like, no. She said, before I even invest in this conversation, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was like, no. She said, how haven't you heard this song? And we get into a big, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Belle. I call Belle. I say, Belle, have you heard this song? When I say the first word, she starts singing it. I said, you know this song? She's like, are you seriously don't know this song? Okay, so here's a song. I want to play. Uh, okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. I love you more today than, than yesterday. yesterday. Oh, my God. You know this song? <laughs> yes. Now I just believe you all the time. And you're like, I've never heard this song. I just believe it's. Come on, dude. I've never heard this song. And I know all the other one hit wonders. I couldn't tell you who sings it. I don't know either. But because my mom was like, how could you avoid the song? Yes, dude. I've never. And then I I said, this is a good song. But I've never heard it. And everyone I talked to is just like, I cannot believe you were able to avoid that song. And, and, And everyone on the podcast, I was like, they all are acting like this is just the most common song in the world. And it's not. But Bell was like, I heard this all the time and I don't even listen to this sort of music. This was everywhere. I mean, really, really everywhere. Like you couldn't avoid it. That's the crazy thing about it. I don't understand how and everyone knows And it's not even from song. our generation. That's it's the thing. Not- <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, dude. A great song. I was like, I, cause my mom was like, you would have loved that song. It's your type of song. But she got real quiet and she's like, before I even entertain this conversation, are you serious or are we just joking? I was like, I'm serious. And she's like, I, I don't even understand how you could not have heard that song. I, I like that your mom says the same shit to you. Before I even, <laughs> before we even get into this. <laughs> are you messing with me right now? That's, That's what she funny. She's like, I don't want to invest in this conversation. But she said, I cannot believe you've never heard that song before. Pretty crazy. Del- but it's a fan. I, it definitely was added to my playlist. I said, this is a fantastic song. It sucks they don't have more. But yeah, it was just a one hit. And because the guy left three months later, they're like, man, this group is for the birds out. But yeah, great song, man. Glad you like it, Steve. <laughs> More people should listen to it. Hey, speaking of songs, can I segue into an email? Let's seek into one. I'm going to seek into this email real quick because it's not often that we get it. So I'm very happy about this. And this this comes from a, uh, someone you might know, Steve. Her name is Favon. Hey! Yeah. Shout out to Favon. I'm glad she's still with us here. Let's see what she has to say. She's not going to miss her shot. She says, hi, heroes. I know you guys don't hear from me as much as before, but please know this is still my favorite podcast. Not just because I adore you, Dan, or because I love you, Steve. It's so much that I would give my life for him. She's going to give her life for him. Oh, come on, my wonderful Favon. She says, but because it's an awesome podcast, and I hope I can catch up with you when I'm in Fresno next weekend. Uh, Spoilers, folks, that did not happen. I had covid 19 and steve was out gallivanting across 13 the 13 hours yeah 13 hours on the road trying to get to an ebony and ivory moment which eventually happened <laughs> <laughs> but she says uh <clears throat> because you bring all of your listeners so much joy i and i hope that's the case when we're here because it's been months but you know when we're here I, I i'd like to think that we give you joy i feel a little rusty myself today steve i don't know about you <laughs> says uh i want to try to return the favor attached is not one 
in all caps, but two in all caps podcast intros I recorded. Now this is highlighted in yellow. Steve says you must listen to them in the following order. So number one, it says we need heroes. She says this one is a remix of the remix I did for you guys. It's a remix of a remix, Steve. Of a remix. I believe she's referring to our. Uh, if you have our Patreon, Patreon if you follow yes. us on Patreon, that intro song. So it's a remix of that. Uh, I'll start there. You ready? Let's do it. Baby. She want, oh, you know, she says I would love for you to listen to them for the first time on one of the next uh, episodes to get your first impression. Let's I hope you it. like them. So, Bayvon, this is exactly what we're doing right now. Here we go. Oh, P.S. Dan, feel better soon. See? See how she pays attention to <laughs> Your aunt pays attention to me. You, however. Thank you, Favon. All right. So this is the first one here. This is, uh, as she's titled, We Need Heroes. Here we go. We do. These are some crazy times. Got your vice, I got mine. Some people choose to smoke and drink. I choose to spit these rhymes. Just trying to make it through. Batman's got just won't do. Just need a hero to cut through all the noise. Now we have two. To the ladies and all the gentlemen. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, my friends. Steve and Wild and Best podcast all around. Let's make some noise for the heroes of noise. Everybody, let's scream and shout. <laughs> Your aunt made that. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I like it. It's like it's a, it's an upgraded version of what it. we already have. We got an updated joint. She went to the studio and did that shit. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, Favon. I love it. Uh, I think I will put this as the new. We're going to go ahead and just. Well, hold on. Before I say that. Yes. Yeah, we got to see the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is called Now We Have Two. Now, a little backstory. She reached out to me a few weeks ago and she said, uh, if you guys listen to our intro like on this show, uh, backstory, Steve asked me one time, he said, hey, I want you to just say, well, now you have two and then send it to me. And then uh-huh. I didn't know what he was doing, but he ended up creating our theme song. Or intro song. So she had asked for the samples of that. I said, I don't have it. I, I don't know what he did with it. Did she ever get back in touch with you? Did she try no. to get the original sample from you? No. Okay. Well, she didn't have it. I'm, and I'm kind of glad because I don't know if I really want to hear my voice again on that. But this is the new <laughs> one. You know, I never liked it in the first place. Like I'm it. like, well, now I'm going to fuck you in your ear. You know, I, I, it's, <laughs> that's just me. But anyway, uh, this one's called Now We Have Two. It's brand new. Here we go. Oh, shit. Hey. Oh, no, it's none of those. It's Steve and Dan coming back to attack a brand new episode. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. They'll cut through the noise. They'll save the day. The heroes of noise. Talking reviews. Movies, TV, music, or whatever they choose. No matter what, you're in for a treat. Get ready, get set, get, get, get up on your feet, and... Make some noise. We needed a hero. And, well, now we have two. Make some noise. We needed a hero. And, well... Welcome to Heroes of Noise. My name is See how hey! I like that. Yeah, kind of digging that one. I love that one, Jay. Kind of digging that one right there. I think they're both good. But I think it's safe to say that we now have a new intro song for our Patreon. Absolutely. And maybe even this you one can, sometimes. You can toggle it, G. You can toggle it. I love that. Well, now that's dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like it a lot. We might have to like 
change it up week to week sometimes. Absolutely. Once a month we'll play the original and then the other time we'll play. Yeah, that's good that shit. That is dope. I like it a lot, Favon. I'm not bullshitting you. Thank you very much. I'm glad that I waited to listen because I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Jeez. That's fucking sick. That's I awesome. did not expect that. Yeah, I like that. You know what? That's professional. That's some professional shit right there. You just classed us up a whole bunch right now. Woo! Gonna make me have to up my game a little bit after that. Jesus, dude. I can't come in all, hey, everybody, what's going on? I've been feeling well this week. <laughs> gotta come in like, what's happening? I mean, that's gonna, like, if someone's having a day, yeah. if they, that music starts, they're gonna be like, hey, let's do this thing. You know what? Fuck it. Oh uh. no, it's none of those. It's Steve and Dan coming back to attack a brand new episode. Isn't that flow too, Steve? Don't be Come afraid. On. They'll cut through the noise. They'll save the day. The heroes of noise. Talking reviews. Movies, TV, music, or whatever they choose. No matter what, you're in for a treat. Get ready, get set, get, get, get up we on go. your feet and make some noise. We needed a hero. And well, now we have two. Make some noise. We needed a hero. And well, now we have two. Make some noise. We needed a hero. And well, now we have two. Make some noise. We needed a hero. And well, now we have two. So nice I played it twice. I love that. That's dope. <laughs> I really like it. Wow. We got a gift wow, today. I was dude. not expecting that. That's that's fucking awesome. Wow, dude. That's dope. What'd you guys oh, think, yeah. man? If you liked it, let us know. Let Faye Vaughn uh, know. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be getting a lot of calls for intro music. She put some work in right there. You guys, you know, with your little intros, you'll be all right one day. I'll be all right. Yes, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get some hair on your chest. Little hi-hat drum joints. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't going to have what we have. Gonna, of course, yeah, not yet. Yeah. Uh, Is it safe to say still we might have? Yeah, maybe we might have to. Again. I mean, not only one do we have one. intros out there, maybe? I don't know. Oh, look at mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we don't just have one intro. Now we, now have, we two. have two. Now, that Woo! just really amped me up, man. That I like is that. Really good, dude. Thank you, Favon. You killed it. And I imagine Corey's involved with this too. Of course. I'm I'm assuming so. So thanks to the both of you on that. That's fucking dope. That is amazing. And you're gonna be seeing uh him at NAM doing uh the next time you come, he's gonna be doing a seminar. Really? Yes. I will next year is a let's see what happens next year, man. I think next year is gonna be a fantastic uh April. It's in April. A wondrous twenty twenty three. Dude, your shoulders gonna be all dope. You gonna be able to do push-ups on the stairs. I'm gonna be all jacked and shit, looking like crazy. Looking, uh, shoot, who would you know this buff? <laughs> uh, Brian oh. from Pop Culture Left. <laughs> hey, jeez, man, you seen that dude lately? Listen, bro, I almost he texted me the other day. I almost was like, look at Hemsworth over here. My man is, uh, he's getting yoked, dude. Look, it's crazy. Bro. And you know who else is on his way to getting yoked? Super Q. Q. Yeah, Q's getting yoked. I don't think I don't see those delts, brother. I see what you're doing over there. I see you, player. Am I going to have to start putting out videos of me? Is that what's going to start happen to happen? I love it, man. I love seeing people like better themselves like that and documenting that. And, you know, so that's awesome. I can't wait. I'm jealous. I'm envious of everyone that's doing this right now. There's this whole thing going on in a private victories page and and, uh, excuse me on Facebook. It's a private group. And people are killing on there. And I'm it, I'm using you guys as motivation when I'm able to actually do these things. Because I'm sorry, who, a little walk is not going to do for me what I need it to do. But well, who who started the private? Was that a? Is that I'm a, not sure. A, I'm not sure who started that. It's a leftover army thing. It's a leftover thing, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure who actually started the group, but it's it was pretty dormant for a long time. But uh, 
if I'm being honest, Brian kind of brought life back into it again because he's quit drinking. I don't know how he's doing he this weekend, great. of course. He looks great. He looks great, man. He's he's doing his thing and doing it right, really apparently. Good. So good for him. It's a total inspiration, though. I'm serious. I really want to get back to it. Dude, I, uh, uh, I think I told you I was talking about steroids with some buddies of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were telling me about the downsides and the upsides. One dude, you know, he he has a, he's a personal trainer. He trains people who take steroids. And uh, he's like, yeah, the, the downsides are just astronomical, bro. So he was like, but testosterone is totally available to people our age. No implication on Steve's part, uh, being that we're talking about people getting in shape, that there's steroids involved. No, 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 no. I know. No, I was just putting all. there just in case. No, no, no. I'm saying people our age, when mm-hmm. you're at 40, uh, you know, our testosterone just isn't where it was when we were young. So if you want to get like big, like, yeah, you're going to have to get, you know, the shots to in order to. Um, and I was like, man, it's funny how first me and my buddies were talking about steroids and testosterone. Everyone's getting in shape all of a sudden. There's something in the air. There's something in the air. I think people are wanting to better themselves. Is what I, think so. I think so. Steroids is out of the question. That's not bettering yourself. But I think everyone like, or talking, how do I get yoked out? I'm like, it's a good idea to want to get yoked. Just do it naturally. What Brian is doing is great. Do it like him. Where it's like, no, you're going to show results because of what you're eating and what you're not drinking. It's just going to be steady results. That's beautiful. May I recommend some of that Alex Jones brain booster as well? No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, my- Steve, we're gonna listen. To some, maybe we should start doing that, Steve. We can start talking like this on the show, and we can be peddling brain, brain booster and stuff like that. You know, all these supplements are here. It's all uh, 100% clean, and uh, I think you guys are gonna like that. There, it's gonna help you uh, figure out conspiracies and shit like that. That's a great Alex Jones, by the way. That's my first Alex Jones ever, That's and really probably my last. I mean, that dude—he has to pay that family forty million. <laughs> I love it. That's one family. That's one Other family. families are going to start rubbing their hands together. Well, that was just the, uh, I think it was the civil, if I'm not mistaken. That's where he won, they won the $4 million. They were asking for $150 million and they oh, capped no. it. Now they, now they have it at $40 million. That's what they have. They have to pay $4 million in the civil. And remember they had that, um, what's the other one? That's what I was trying to think of right now. The, yeah, uh, defa- was it defamation? No, it's- No, it's, the- I, I, um, Oh, dang, what's the word? <laughs> we're both doing it. That one, civil and, oh my God. Oh my God. That one is what we're talking about. Yeah, they they just they ruled the and it was unanimous in the jury, forty four million dollars. They've actually find him that they've already find him that. Oh, because I heard I was hearing talk of it being like up to nine million. Let me look it up for sure. I thought like they were saying like the max they were going to get for both of those lawsuits was going to be Alex. a total of around nine million. But that was speculation. I like your number better. Okay. I would like to see that motherfucker go so far under. He's going to be on the street selling his supplements. Alex Jones ordered to pay extra $45 million in punitive damages. Good, motherfucker. That is, and that's the one fit. Fa- watch, watch. Did you see that those was, videos of the judge clowning dude, him? Dude, dude. And he like leans into it still. He really does. He she was really, like, you're he, lying. This is yeah. not your show. You are lying. You cannot and, lie here. And for his lawyers to hand over the phone. <laughs> like, Why do you like, think well, that? How do you think that conversation went? Dude, dude, dude. It was such a good, it was a fun thing to watch where just sometimes the right person wins. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Rarely. See, I'll take that over a, a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard any day of the week. Yeah, because, and and man, that's even, as time goes by, that's getting uglier and uglier, dude. Johnny Depp is not a good person. No. They're both terrible human person. beings. 
And I was like, man, this is just what he did. Is yeah. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be $44 million. I thought it was going to be like 20. I'm so glad that the whole, because in order to get this money, it has to be a unanimous decision. And that whole crew was like, no, we're, we have to do this. From what he did to them, their kid was killed. And what he did, $44 million. And that's just one the next, oh, it's coming, bro. But this They're motherfucker is going that. on InfoWars right after oh, sure. his court dates and then still lying. And, bro, that's going to add to the next court date. The next time someone sues him, they're like, you did the same thing as soon as you left. And so it's it's on and it's on and popping. People need to watch out, man. I think a lot of people are going to start getting sued. How much fun was the prosecuting attorney having with him? Oh, he was, he was like, no, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Your like, lawyer sent us this. It's so funny. 12 days ago, he was like relishing in that shit. He couldn't wait to wake up the next day. Yeah. Like, oh, it's he probably beautiful. couldn't sleep that night. I'm going to go in there and just kill today. Because it's unheard of. Yeah. For it's like, oh, let me give you the key to. It almost makes me think that his lawyers were like, let's lock this. Let's let's get this douche out of here. Give them all the information they need. That's fantastic, man. That's good shit. You know what other good shit's going on, Steve, real quick before we get into our reviews? I just want to know, I know you feel good about this. I would like to know your opinion on the Wakanda Forever trailer. In simple terms. Simple terms. It's the best trailer I've ever seen in my life. Really? Okay, that's a bold statement, so I'd like to hear why. Um, Number one, the song choice. No woman, no cry. <clears throat> Excuse oh me. Oh my God, dude. I mean, as soon as it started, mind you, the first time I watched it, as soon as it started, I was like, yeah, this is, this is heavy. And then when she said, good friends we've had, good friends we've lost along the way, oh, I was done. I was done. And then it kept going. And then when Angela Bassett does her thing, Angela Bassett, dude, <laughs> she should have 18 Oscars. 18 Oscars. And that woman, do you know how old Angela Bassett is, G? She's got to be hitting 70 here pretty soon, right? She looks incredible. Incredible. But yeah, man, it was, I I was weeping as soon as, I mean, you know, as soon as good friends along the way. And then when you see Chadwick's mural, I don't even know in, uh, that might not even be in the movie, dude. That might have just been thrown in for you know, whatever. But dude, seeing Namor, uh, the Atlanteans. They're not that, Atlanteans. They're not Atlanteans? It's not going to be Atlantis. I don't I don't know the name of uh, where they're coming from. But if you'll notice, Namor has more of like a, uh, almost like a Mayan or yes. Aztec type look to him. And they're, they're not using Atlantis. It's a different place. Oh, that's cool. And I just loved uh, at the end where you see someone in the suit. Yes. And uh, my guess is it's, it's Shuri. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's what I think is going to happen. I, that's what everyone thinks. And I think that's what it is. Um, but when it says Wakanda forever, I was like, holy cow, man. I think it's going to be, it, it is definitely the best trailer I've ever seen in my life. No trailer has ever made me feel this. And the uphill bout- battle that Kugler had to go through in order to make this happen, he's just incredible. He's an incredible director. And so, uh, yeah, great. And then, you know, the Kendrick splicing into it's going to be all right. That's really smart. That's really smart. It's something I would have not thought, I wouldn't have thought of. 
So yeah, what did you think? It looks incredible, man. I'm actually more excited for this one than I was for the original. Like I was looking forward to a new hero coming out and everything. Yeah. And I knew, you know, we've talked about this many times on the show, but I knew like the importance of Black Panther's appearance in the MCU, all of that. And I don't want to call it hype. I mean, I guess it was hype, but at the same time, it was a real thing. You know what I mean? And it, it people all over got to see themselves in a superhero role that, that, that looked like them. And I Same get that. thing's going to happen now with the Maya. And like, people are going to see, Oh my God, you know, this is a, this is ancestry that I've never even seen represented. Right. Yeah. And it's cool so. that they have that element there, but I feel like, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like they can actually, if they do this right, if Coogler does this correctly, Dude. he's going to make a better movie he than will. the original. And it and might Chadwick's not, not even in it. <laughs> And the thing is, we all have to understand that it might not make the money it, that the other one made. And it's it might, it might, it might, it's going to do fine, but it's going to overall be a better, like people are going to be like, no, 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 this is a better film. Even though he, he, even though Chad was not in it, we all miss him. Ryan Coogler stepped to the plate and made it happen. I am so excited. About, I mean, and you know, you're supposed to wear white, right? No. Yeah, wear white if you want to, but it's an it's a kind of a rule. You're gonna have to send me some information on this, sir. Got to make oh. sure I'm not showing up weird. Oh, you, know, you like, won't be. Like, I don't telling... want to be walking in and I'm the only uh, non-brother in the house dressed in a dashiki or something. You're gonna be the only non-brother not wearing white. I think it's it's a rule, by the way. I mean, I remember uh, there was a video. I made a video on it, and everybody was like, oh, "You know, you're wearing white." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in." I, I was at the meeting. I, I took down notes. We're wearing white. So uh, getting wearing getting back white. to what I was saying real quick. Sorry to jump off of the trailer for yeah. a second. But did I see you at the concert, James Taylor? Were you wearing dashiki, sir? No, it's a it's an African shirt. Okay. Yeah, All it's right. an African shirt. Okay. All right. But I was representing. Sure. I, was I saw that. Yeah. I Good on you, make, man. I had to make sure that. Dude, I think we were some of the youngest people there. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that's the okay. case. It's a James Taylor concert. <laughs> that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know. I don't think there's too many uh, millennials watching like a Bob Seger show or something, you know? No, 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 no. no You're not no, a millennial, but I'm just making a point. It was, it was, uh, yeah, I, I wore the uh, African, I had to represent, no doubt. But Good what for you, you. you said it, you're looking forward to this though. I think Kugler, if he's going into this again, if he actually took yes. on the role of, you know, doing the sequel, He's going to do it justice because he did the Absolutely. other one justice. And I Absolutely. think that he's, I think that we're going to have these moments of just watery eyes Oh, this dude. time around. Dude. And I really hope that they can do that and that Marvel doesn't do the Taika Waititi. I know it's, they're two different people, obviously. I just don't want to see any of the Thor humor in this. I don't think it, I don't think he has it in him to do it. I don't mind some jokes to lighten up the mood. Marvel is, is very good at that. And sometimes they go overboard with it, but I have a feeling if they just mix this just right, it's going to be something special, possibly the best movie, the Marvel movie of this year, the best Marvel movie of this year. I mean, everyone unanimously is like, have you seen the, <laughs> the reviews online? No, like, they'll be, they'll be doing a bunch of reviews and all of a sudden they're like, all right, here's the Wakanda forever trailer. And at the end, they're like having to take a wipe their eyes. They're like, well, like they watch She-Hulk first, right? They're like, all right, let's watch this Wakanda forever. And all of a sudden they're like, wipe. They're kind of just having to kind of like re, I don't think people expected it when you're doing a, here's my trailer reaction. And all of a sudden you're crying. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry. I didn't expect 
I didn't expect this to. And it's beautiful to see where it's like, oh, we're not the only ones that felt this way about this. You know, and people that, you know, it, it, people that love Black Panther weren't the only ones that were just like, oh, this is an amazing trailer. And it's not because it's sad. It's because of how beautiful the trailer is. And they're like, yeah, this is probably the best trailer Marvel's ever pushed out before. And Coogler, man, I can't wait. I'm giving them all my money. Uh, but I will. I'm trying to. I really need to make it to the to the uh, opening night. I'm going to try to actually go on the opening night. Get the night off, man. I'll go with you. I, oh, trust me. I'm getting the night off. And we're all wearing white. I'm going to wear plaid. I'm just kidding. I'm just bugging with you. If I go with you, I'll wear white, man. What the hell? I still got to know why exactly. Is this a funeral thing? Is this a mourning thing? What are we doing? It's kind of like uh, the, the the beginning thing. And all of a sudden, one cat was like, hey, we're wearing white, right? And the next, next, next thing you know, everybody's like, hey, you know we're wearing white to the show. And also, black folks, we have a white parties. Just everyone wearing white. Yes. I've seen this before. I've been to, I, I took Belle to one. Did she wear white? Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. It was a uh, it was a big bash too, and I I did a quick speech for my buddy's birthday. There was an all white party down the street from my house. Now that I think about it, what? It was a graduation party. Brothers? Yeah, we got this uh, this black family they moved in probably about a year ago, and uh, no, two years ago, and last summer when their kid graduated, they had an all white party. What? Yeah, I just remembered right now when you were talking about it. But yep. Did you go? No, I don't. I haven't met them or anything. Oh, did you go by there and be like, hey, and they're just like, you know, if, when I'm driving down my street and I got to turn, they're the first house I see. They're at the very end of the street. I've done that thing where uh, like a, the guy across the street, uh, his son, his son graduated high school. And I they were like, hey, you know, people were stopping by and beeping. And I pulled over and got out and gave the kid a hand. But like, hey, you don't know me, but congratulations where your life starts, man. Like, this is where it happens. Do you think? Congratulations. You got out of your car to do that. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, because I was just it, it kind of for some reason, I'm like, oh, look at this kid, man. It's just starting. And I was having one of those midlife days where I'm just like, hey, take the world by storm, bro. You were feeling like, it. Seriously. I was feeling I was like, take it by freaking storm, dog. He's like, OK. I was like, no, that's not true. You better do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, get off my lawn. <laughs> Stop talking to my son. or I'm going to put you on Reddit. <laughs> You'll be on public freakouts. Hey, Steve, before we go, let's do a couple of reviews real quick. I know we, uh, we're kind of cutting back on what we're watching, but there have a couple biggies came out. And I'm curious what your thoughts are going to be on these here. Uh, two that I want to talk about it would be Nope, of course. We're a day late and a dollar short on that one. But, of course, we were planning on talking about that. And then the recently dropped Prey, which is the Predator prequel on Hulu. Where do you want to talk about first? Let's do Nope. All right. I am. Uh, I'm curious what you're going to say this, this time around here. So, all right, we'll talk about Nope. Why not? The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. This is directed by Jordan Pill, written by Jordan Pill, and stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea, and of course, Steven Yun and Ren Schmidt, who uh, was not expecting to see. Who's Ren Schmidt? She's on For All Mankind. She plays Margot. So good to see her. It was good to see her. She looks completely different when she's not playing Margot. She's by a the way. traitor. And there's also, <laughs> yeah, gotta, we didn't even talk about that. And then of course, uh, Keith David shows up for a little bit too. Of course, he does. just for a quick little coin drop. But of uh, well, let's talk about that one. So, you know, we had we started off and we had Get Out, 
which kind of took the horror realm by storm because we saw something different. We saw a different side of, of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we saw a different side of Jordan Peele. And then of course us came out. Now me personally, I liked us better than get out. I thought that that was a very well put together movie. And quite honestly, these days I'm still thinking about that one. I, I still wonder the hands across America thing. We're like, where are we going to go with this? And I was kind of hoping, uh, not that I'm implying disappointment, but I was kind of hoping that we were going to get some wrap up with that because there was at least to the best of my knowledge, there was talk at one point of him sort of wrapping up that universe with the third movie and maybe tying it all together. Not the case that did not happen. Uh, instead we got something that was more of a, uh, a sci-fi. It wasn't horror. I would not call this movie horror. I would call it sci-fi slash uh, I don't know, man. This movie had a really trippy feel to it. And before, I think I think you're going to have a more of an opinion on this one. So I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on Nope, and then I'll give you mine. Well, when I walked into Nope, I didn't exactly know what to expect. Uh, my mind was sort of open, seeing what the you know what the whole vibe was going to be. I had a feeling it was gonna. I thought it was going to be horror, like he did these other times. We're about. But a, a little way through, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be. Um, it's still, this movie is still very Jordan Peele. Has a very Jordan Peele ambiance to it. Um, Eric Kaluuya. Let me tell you something. Kiki is a star. This woman is a star to me. I could have watched her for a million years. But I think the tough part about this movie is he really throws you a curveball. He's like, yeah, all the movies you've seen me direct so far, it's going to be nothing like it. Nothing like it. It's going, it's going to, and you're going to have to just accept that in order to like this movie. Uh, Not a lot's going to happen. Some things are going to happen. Not a lot's going to be explained. Some things are going to happen without an explanation. You're going to be wondering like, how did they even know that? Like what? But you just have to accept it. I was one of the people that was willing to accept it. So I liked the movie. I liked it. Did I love the movie like I did for us and Get Out? No, but I think he still delivered a movie that I had never seen. any. Uh, I had never seen the idea like it before. You know what I'm saying? I've seen I've seen ships, but I'd never seen what he decided to do. And so I'm like, it was something new. So I like the movie. I would watch it again. And I would say, if someone was like, hey, um, should I watch it? I'd be like, absolutely. You don't have to see it in theaters. It's it's something you could rent. But I would recommend you seeing it just so you could finish off the trilogy of Jordan Peele movies. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I liked it. What did you think? Kind of right there with you. I was expecting... I wasn't really sure what I was expecting going into this one, but I was expecting to be hit with the intensity of us. You know what I mean? At least something yes. Yes. like that. And as anyone that's seen the movie, well, I shouldn't say anyone because everyone has a different opinion, but I came out more how you are feeling. I liked it. I did not yes. hate the movie. Um, but I will say this. When I when the lights came on, Gail and I looked at each other, and I, I'll be honest, I was like... I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I don't know. I just, I, I differ. Your, uh, my opinion differs about Kiki Palmer. I thought she bugged the living shit out of me in this movie. Really? I, yeah. I, I just did her. not like her character. I just thought that 
it's one of those things where like if if situate like if a situation the situations that pop up in this movie i'm sorry for my babbling are happening as intensely as they are i don't think the humor is supposed to be there do you know what i mean and there's just okay. some things that she said that kind of just i don't know she was just doing things in this movie that made to me and i've heard a lot of people say they love kiki palmer in this movie but uh gail and i personally did not like her and thought she was the worst part of this movie and we're probably in the minority saying that but um I had, this is one of those movies I had to go back after. I don't like doing this, but sometimes I will. I will come out of the theater. I got home and I'm like, you know, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I don't think I hated it. I'm not sure I liked it. Yeah. But it, 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 it's like thought provoking. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So then I do the thing where I go online and I start kind of seeing what other people are thinking about it. And it starts pulling in these different ideas that I didn't necessarily see the first time around. Yeah. I get it and I recognize it immediately when they started talking about it. But like the, you know, how this movie focuses on like animal exploitation. I got that. But I think sometimes people are sort of reaching into, I don't know if, if that's, if that's um, Jordan Peele's. Yeah. I think some people, like they say, you're thinking harder than the director. Yes. I totally feel that way with this one. Now there are some very weird moments that make me kind of go, okay, what does this signify? For instance, the, uh, the shoe. In the scene with the uh, with the uh, chimp, and uh, yeah, I don't know what that meant. Like, I don't know if that's just like a. I beautiful- don't. Mean, I don't know what the chimp meant. Again, I think <laughs> this is coming off of like going on Reddit and you and just trying to find. I wasn't trying to make myself like the movie more. I just kind of wanted to know if other people were feeling the same way I was feeling. But in the process of that. You know, you start hearing these little tidbits of what people are saying. And yeah, a lot this movie's focusing heavily on like the the uh animal exploitation and how okay. people are prof- profiting off of this and how it doesn't always work in their favor. For instance, the character of Ricky Jupe Park, who was the kid in that television show, he watched this chimpanzee mutilate one of his co-stars. I think the chimp might have killed some other people too. Yeah, but dude. it was this horrific situation that he saw firsthand and he learned to not look him in the eye. No, I'm sorry. He didn't look him in the eye. We find this out later. This is the Jordan Peele part of it is all because it ends up coming out from Daniel Kaluuya, actually, that you should not look this thing in the eye. Uh, it's a respect thing. And I think that he somehow roundaboutly figured that out because the chimp did not, you know, he didn't look him in the eye. And then the chimp did the fist bump thing that they did. That was like their trademark, you know, episode yeah. thing that they did. Yeah. And then, of course, takes a bullet to the head. So years later, Ricky Jupe Park has now created Jupiter's claim that more or less, like, I don't know exactly why he took the turn it did, but it was like a cowboy kind of, you know, show that they were doing. But there was like this whole other back area where he would rent out his office, which is this little room that had all of the memorabilia from the show. The name is driving me crazy. Morty, Morty or something like that. But, um, where people want to stay the night in there and they're, and they're paying him insane amounts of money. So he's capitalizing off of, a horrific event again, involving the exploitation, excuse me, the exploitation of animals. Yes. And then then take it even one step further. And I'm kind of broken up about this because I'm still thinking about this movie this way. Uh, He takes it one step further by taking some of the horses that OJ was selling to him and he's feeding them to this, this, well, I guess it's, it's all out now. It's we thinking it's like a UFO, a flying saucer. Because it's we're made to think that because we literally see a flying saucer on the screen, but there's so much more to it. And we end up finding out that it's not really a flying saucer. It's more of a 
I don't know. Has it always been here? Is it just yeah. another animal that's been around on Earth forever? And yeah. we're just seeing it now. I mean, you know, and that's where I started thinking about it. It's like you think of like cave drawings and stuff where they show discs in the sky. Was that yeah. always what it was? Yeah. Was that was what keeping the population under control? I don't know. But this thing was a predator. And it if you made eye contact with it, you were considered a threat and it would take you out. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The whole thing is I was just having a hard time putting this movie together. Maybe I'm the dumb one. No. Especially after watching you know, these different reviews that I've seen and stuff like that. And people are like, Oh, well it's clearly this. Or like, I guess I'm just the dumb fucking guy in the room then because I feel <laughs> no. like people are reaching a little bit because they want to make this they a better movie than sure it is. Are reaching, yes. I really feel that way. Um, so I liked it, but my first impression was, I don't think I liked it. Like I actually appreciated some insight going, okay, I can kind of see what they're talking about, but I will be the first person to tell you that I did not put two and two together when I'm watching this movie. And it yes. took other people's opinions for me to get that. And to, and so I don't know, am I more into these people's reviews and their ideas of what this movie's supposed to represent? Or am I into, you know, the movie? Nope. I will say one thing. I think this is his best cinematography that he's done in any of his movies so far. Like those night shots were fucking incredible. Yeah. And I'm not one to normally talk about like cinematography and movies, but he was doing some shit that I personally have not seen on screen ever. The swooping yeah. down of the, of Jean jacket, the, the, I guess you'll call it the antagonist, the alien, whatever you want to yeah. call it was phenomenal. Seeing the gaping mouth open up and how they filmed, you know, people being abducted and, and processed, if you will, in this was all stuff that I truly hadn't really seen before. And I thought it was very inventive of how he did it. Very creative. And I appreciate his little, you know, sleight of hand stuff that he does. And it, so it's definitely a Jordan Peele movie to me. I just think that I don't want to really compare it between the other two because they, well, I guess I am comparing it, but they're just, to me, those were far better movies. They were more structured. I didn't have to really think as hard about it, maybe say for us, but this one here, I'm looking at a movie where you're selling me a spaceship. But in the end, we're talking about animal exploitation, I think. I just haven't quite figured out this movie just yet. So I have a rating for it. What's your rating? I think I'm going to give it like a 2.75 out of 5. That's just, fair. You know, it's fair. It's it's a little bit better yeah. than a half-perfect movie. <laughs> and it's, yeah. um, like I said, the, the cinematography was fantastic. This is something that I want to watch again and see now that it, I've kind of collected this information. Can I apply it in real time and go, ah, okay, I see what people are talking about. Or again, is it just speculation and bullshit and people trying to make the movie better than it is? Now, I know that uh, uh, his, his cinematographer, Hoyt Van Hoytema, is... That's a name right there. I know. It's Christopher Nolan's cinematographer that he used for this film. Okay. So he used a good guy. Yeah. He definitely had a, a an big, A-list of people. Yes. He got a big, like, you could tell it's it's very daunting. When they show, you know, the planes like the the actually how how much land there is i'm like man that's a lot of and then it makes you realize well something could have been hiding there because of all that space and then when they realize that certain like that cloud hasn't moved no one would have caught that people can be living there for 30 40 years i would have been like i never realized that freaking cloud never moved <laughs> who would have thought but yeah i would give this movie uh it's not like you know it's just a run it's better than average. And I thought it was, again, I would watch it again. 
I'd probably give it a 2.95 out of five piercing keys. Oh, I didn't even give my little goofy thing, huh? I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, mysteriously standing shoes. Yeah. But I like, I'd watch it again, no question. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is the kind of review that if we really, like if we said, hey, we're going to sit down and we're going to do a bonus episode just of Nope. There's a lot more things that we could bring to the table to talk about it. But if we're doing a fairly quick review, and honestly, I kind of feel like that's for us. That's what this warrants. I don't really know if we need. Uh, yeah, to, I don't know what else I could say. You know what I mean? And we could talk about, oh, remember this? And what did this mean? Kind of thing. But Steven this, Yun was great. He yeah. was great. I didn't like his character. I thought he was a terrible person. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, he was great. It was just this. I don't know. There's just a lot of things to this movie that I, I have questions about. And I don't know if that necessarily makes it a, a better movie because of that, or if it, if it's a flaw, uh, why did they bring back the actress that was mutilated to observe on that particular day? Yeah, that was weird. Just little things like that, that I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if someone was to pick Peel's mind and he was in the mood to tell him what he really, you know, why he did these things, there's obviously an answer for it, but I don't know. There's just, sometimes I don't want to think that hard about it. And for this particular movie, I, that's just one of those times. I just don't feel like I want to invest any more energy into really figuring out what this is. If it, if I watch it again and it comes about out and I, um, you know, I, I like I've gathered some information and I can apply it then, great. But if not, there's nearly no loss with. It. And I hope that this isn't his last movie. I hope he does one that's just a little more going out with a pop, with a bang. You know, I, I really hope he does come back. And I, I will say the uh, creature design for that. It was interesting. I don't know if it was. Uh, I was more impressed with the spaceship with the orifice. And then it turned into like. I don't know what the fuck that was. That it turned into. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It just I just remember being in the movie going, I'm not feeling what I think I'm supposed to be feeling with this one. Am I in a mood? Sometimes that happens. Am I in a mood? Maybe that's what it is. And I should I went at the wrong time because I was supposed to go the day of. And that's when I found out I had COVID. So I was kind of oh, bummed. I, I had right. to wait a whole week and I was thinking, is that part of it? You know, I didn't get the hype when I walked in, but no, I don't think that's the case. I think that this movie is asking me to think harder than I really want to think about it. That's not a bad thing. That's fair. No, no, it's, it could have been a lot worse, man. It could have been. A lot. And I'll tell you this. I liked it more than not that I'm, well, I'm not really comparing, but I will say I liked it more than the Thor movie. Oh, I mean that. Does, yeah. I mean, the more I think about Thor, Love, and Thunder, the more I hate it, if I'm being honest <laughs> I knew, with you. I knew that was going to be the case. Like, I, I, I mean, do don't get me wrong. I like seeing Jane Foster. I like seeing some of the things. I love the Christian Bale gore. But uh, that is a very forgettable movie, in my opinion. I have not thought about it since. Yeah, it's, it's just not, it's not a great movie. But we're not talking about that. We were talking about Nope, and that is our short review. Now, quickly, before we get out of here, I just watched another movie last night, which is a sequel, ladies and gentlemen, a sequel. To the original Predator. Prequel. What did I say? I said, I'm sorry. I said sequel, didn't I? A prequel. You're right. I'm sorry. Correct me. And you did. Uh, Prey is a 2022 American period science fiction action horror film directed by Dan Trachten. Is it Trachtenberg? Trachtenberg, yeah. And written by Patrick Eisen. Based on Predator franchise by Jim Jonas. Excuse me. Jim Thomas and John Thomas. Fifth installment in the franchise and a prequel to the first four films. There it is. Prequel. Um... I'm going to say it, Steve. I think Go. this fucking movie is the best one since the first one. 
Wow. I've heard a lot of people say that. Did you know that there is a Comanche dub with it? I did. I see, did. that's the thing. We watched the movie and I did not see that originally. So I'm watching this film and I'm going, okay, I like that. You know, we're able to understand it. And I know that they're doing English because they want the majority to understand the movie, but this should have been in another language. Like that's the first thing I was thinking. This yeah. should have just all been in Comanche. And had yeah. I known that I would have watched the Comanche cut just because it felt like, I'm just glad they did that because I think that would have been my one knock to the film is why did you use such American style English with that? You know, even yeah. like if they were being Comanches and they, they didn't have the, the accents weren't there, that kind of thing. And to me for the first few minutes, it kind of took me out of the movie. Once yeah. I was able to get past that, I thought this movie was fucking dope, dude. The character of Naru, she's awesome. And uh, what's her name? Amber Midthunder? I've never heard of her before, but I know we'll be hearing from her again real soon. I hope. She, she was great, dude. I mean, the action made in this. I loved the, um, not to play on words, but the predatory actions of the Predator. Uh, oh, yeah. Seeing some things that we hadn't seen before. <clears throat> um I like that they used a line. Usually I don't like this, but I like that they used a line from the original movie in this one. Did you catch that? I did not. They said, uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. When he said that, I've heard it in so many movies that I'm like, oh, I've heard that. I didn't know that the first person to use it was that. I believe it was from the original Predator, yeah. Oh, but yeah, um, I've heard it in so many movies. I, this movie had me all the way through, dude. It, it was just great action. I just loved what they did with her character and how she, you know, her her whole arc, basically, of why she was out there in the first place. She was trying to prove herself to all of her peers or her, you know, the uh, elders, whatever you want to call it, in her tribe. But she was a, just a badass. It'd be one thing if it was like a movie like, um, oh, God, now I'm forgetting it. But you know how sometimes we'll get movies? And the one I'm thinking of is a Karen Gillian movie. Cut, milkshake, maybe? Milkshake? Oh, Milkshake. Thun, milkshake. I know what you're talking about. It's with uh, Alfred Woodworth in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was an entertaining movie. Milkshake? Some maybe? shit like that. Yeah. That was an entertaining movie, but anytime they got into the action, it just pulled you out of it because it was very bad action yes. choreography. Not this one. They were killing it, dude. And the and yeah. just the, the, you know, we've seen Predator in so many different movies, but for me, it just felt like a completely different environment i loved that they had no like they had no concept of aliens or anything and you know and in the other movies too it's kind of like a uh, that's unheard of type situation aliens what are you talking about but in this one this is 300 years ago so when people are looking to the skies they're writing shit on cave drawing you know they're, they're like cave drawings and and that's where they i would assume they would get their information from is by observing what they see in the sky and around in nature and making their own interpretation of it i like that like she said uh, i saw the uh, the thunderbird as they're you know right at the beginning when she's seeing the ship go over and all that and they so you're seeing it from this more uh, less advanced mentality i liked all of that and the fact that they weren't afraid of it and and they were just willing to just, they wanted to kill this fucking thing versus running from it all the time, you know? Um, which again, if we're talking about like the original predator, that's what these guys all went out to do was to take this thing out. I don't know, man. I, I, I really can't say enough about this one. I want to watch it again almost immediately because I think I would actually like it even more. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I have a feeling you're going to say something different right now, and that's quite all right. It won't deter me from how I'm feeling about this movie. But it, I, I honestly think it is, out of all the other ones that I've seen, this, to me, is the second best in the franchise. All right. So um, I have love for the Predator films, only because it's a 
I love sci-fi and love horror. So I hold the old Predator films fairly high in high regard. Um, as I told you before, I used to listen to Dan Trachtenberg on his podcast and his show. And he, you know, he to see him rise to Cloverfield Lane and now he's doing this is amazing. Number one. So power, more power to him in even doing that. And then before I watched the movie, I saw everyone saying, oh, this is the best thing we've ever seen. And oh, it's the best Predator movie. And oh, so automatically, I'm just like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been there. Here I've been there with you. Freaking go, dude. And then I watched the movie and I'm like, they were freaking right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, and it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck that they were right. But I was like, you know, when a lot of people think a thing, sometimes the thing is kind of right. And dude, what he has done with this movie is magic. Yeah. It is. And the funny thing is, my favorite fight scenes aren't even the one everyone's going to be talking about. My One of my favorite fight scenes is uh, um, the one with the snake. It wasn't even a fight scene. Yeah. All of the wildlife stuff. Yeah, that's the... The bear fight scene was phenomenal. And here's the thing. What I loved about that is they showed how, hey, this bear almost took down a predator. So y'all might need to take your bear spray when you go on. He's lucky he got him because he almost took him. If he would have kept on him, he might have killed that predator. If he would have just kept on him. Oh, without a doubt. And again, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Exactly. And those bears, well, he was ripping at him. And so I was like, okay... I love how they made the bear super powerful. He just happened to get one over on him. And the snake, how quick he was. He's like, bro, if you strike me, I'm going to hurt you. And sure enough, he hurt. And the wolf, how he didn't even know he was sliced. He was like, all right, I'm ready to charge him again. Wait a minute, feeling kind of woozy. Ooh, mama, <laughs> ooh, my that was dope. And then my other favorite fight scenes were when uh, our main protagonist was fighting everyone in that village. That fight scene was dope. Fighting those French dudes? Oh, dude. Yeah. That was the fight scene. That's what we kept saying is like, this chick's a badass. Like, she's just a badass. Yes, that was it. And then my other favorite fight scene was her brother fighting the Predator. He was dope. Yeah. How worried were you for the dog? I was was not because I knew knew for a fact that that was just a bridge too far. I'm just thinking, if you kill this dog. Exactly. And she wouldn't let that happen. Like, and I, I think he's like, we don't want to make it so that, uh, because there's no way that the predator would see that dog as like, is it really pr- like a predator to me? Yeah, because this, I mean, they've always been that way, but to the best of my understanding, the predator or the alien, that is the predator that we call it, is always coming down and it's looking for the apex. Bingo. The apex and that dog has predator. not attacked. Because remember, he looked at that snake, killed that mouse. He's like, oh, that's the apex down there. And then the wolf killed the rabbit. He's like, oh, that's the apex. The dog never did anything. So he's like, you haven't proven to me that I should even waste my time. And they kind of proved it too when they're in the camp and they were tied up. And then she's like, we're not the threat. They're yes, the threat. we are not the threat. We're the bait. And I like, <laughs> and I think the only interesting thing that I thought, and I think, I think it sets up why the helmets don't do that anymore. Is like, wait, the helmet can't distinguish that you're not, that you are actually its owner? That's that was end. interesting. Yeah, they had to go back and make some uh, some firmware, Adjust, some firmware have, upgrades. Was, exactly. They're like, okay, note to self, she kind of cheated. 
So let's make sure these helmets can't do that. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see that coming. I thought it was great. I loved it. Oh, no, I love it. You know, the one thing I missed, dude, and I love that he didn't have this yet. Remember when he had that missile, that that uh, thing on his shoulder that could reverse and shoot behind him? Yeah. Oh, and I'm glad he didn't have it here because it would have been ridiculous. But he did have uh, that net he still had. So I was like, oh, he had the net way back then. And I did not like how he cheated using that little bomb thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Are you talking about You're the one where the three discs come up? Yeah, that's some bull crap. <laughs> they should, he should have been head up with them. Was he worried that he was going to get hurt? He should have been head up. And I, and I also uh, really enjoyed the fact when she pulled him into the uh, quick or the, the, the quicksand or whatever that was, uh, when he went under and I was like, yeah, you forgot that dude is seven foot tall. So he just like, yeah, I can reach the bottom. Yeah, I love but the slow like, rise. Yes, but she's like, no, 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 I didn't forget. I know what I'm doing. I loved it. I thought this movie from, it was so good. And there's even, a um, I haven't read up on it yet, but that gun was a um, was an Easter egg. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of articles right now about what that gun means that she has. Um, it, it apparently goes back to many different movies. So I was like, let me read up on that later. I just didn't have time to read up on it now. I loved it. I, loved I, I just it. loved how they were, you know, already showing how they collect the spines. How he just rips out the spinal column attached to the skull. That's like, oh, you know, because I I, Gail hadn't seen the Predator before. Oh, dude. And I was, oh. te- I was telling oh. her, I'm like, yeah, like they don't really show it too much in the first, but in the second one, dude. Danny Glover goes into the, into the space and oh, there's a ship dude. and he's got that wall of skulls and everything like that. So they're collecting for And they remember they had the alien skull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I told that her. That was, yeah, that's, hold on real quick, okay? There's yeah. a knock. Hold on real quick. Okay, yeah, man. I really, it, I thought that there was, when she, I didn't see her coming uh, back to her family with the head, though. That was dope. Was no, like, Gail Dang! called it. Gail called it. She's very good at that sometimes. She's like, she's going to come back. And she wasn't saying it in a negative way. She just called it. She's like, she's going to come back to the camp carrying the head, and she's going to have the blood all over her face. And sure as shit, that's what she did. That's dope. And I love how she said, she was like, hey, this place ain't safe anymore. And that's the only sad thing. I was like, you have no idea what new predators are coming in the form of white people. Yeah. Well, they were already there. <laughs> I know. She's like, we're not safe here. I'm like, oh, you're not safe anywhere now. Did you catch the, uh, it's not really an end credit scene, but did you catch the animation at the end? Oh, I love, oh, not at the end. So not it's at not the at the very end. It's, it's they, they start off with this animation that basically tracks the whole story. Yeah. Almost like cave drawings. And the very last shot, it's, uh, you know, they kill the predator. She's got the predator skull in her, in her hands. And she they all look up and there's like several ships coming towards them. And that's how it stops. Well, but we all know what that means. Right. Exactly. Like, because they've been here the whole time. And they were just reinforcing, I guess. That's what I took out of it, right? No, I took it because remember on the second one, remember on the second one with Danny Glover, how it's been a hot minute. Uh, well, at the end, a bunch of them come through the uh, come through that that transportation, whatever. And he's like, "Oh, great, who's first? And there was a bunch of them after he killed the main predator. And they're they all they did was come in, take the body out, and they give him a souvenir for the kill he made. So those oh really? Time, God, I'm gonna have to yeah. go back and watch. It's been a long they time. They threw dude. him a souvenir, being like, "Okay, it was fair and square." If I'm being real, I think I maybe have seen that movie twice. Definitely once, but maybe twice. That movie's great. I put this on par with that movie. 
that that movie is fantastic because that was the first time we realized that there were more, a bunch more of them. Yeah, but they were also fair and square because they could. Uh, there was nine of them surrounding them. They're like, no, we're just coming to get the body. You killed them fair and square. Here's a souvenir for your kill. And then these ships, if that's what they showed at the end, these ships were just coming down, being like, hey, we're getting the body. You killed them fair and square. No question. But this is a cool little hunting ground for us now. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to hunt y'all anymore, but we're going to hunt the next generation. I loved it, dude. That's I thought, pretty cool. I didn't. I, I lo- wouldn't have thought of it that way, but I do like that. I love it. And they're just totally fair creatures. You come for a hunt. You kill our dude. More power to you. Here's a souvenir. But they don't need to give her a souvenir because they have the head. Yeah. I she was trying to tell Gail. I'm like, they're not bad guys. No, they're really not. You know what I mean? They're just the, they are the ultimate apex predator and that's what predators do. So, but they're not bad. They're not malicious. They have some pretty awesome ways of killing shit, but they're not malicious. The dope thing is she's the ultimate apex predator. Well, she proved it. Yeah. She proved that she's the ultimate and some humans are the ultimate, which is why they keep coming back. And I love the fact that, um, like when she knew that she couldn't just beat him, you have to hunt him. I'm not like predator isn't a hunter. He's a person that's just like, okay, I'll catch you, but we're fighting. She understood. I have to trap him. We're not going to just go head up. Just like the brother realized when he went invisible, the brother was like, well, shoot. It's all, you know, it's over. What are we going to do? Oh, what a, you know what I'm saying? What a dope thing they did too with like a foreshadowing with that orange flower that makes your blood go cold. Dude. That was really cool. And I also loved, uh, uh, remember that one kill he made where he took out his two blades, the predator, chopped off the dude's legs and then stabbed him to a log? Yeah. Holy. That's when you're getting frustrated where he's just like, I'm sick of these dudes. I'm sick. Like, and I, I loved it. I really thought that the movie was fantastic. Cannot wait to see what tracked him. I hope they put him in charge of this franchise. But also he might be like, you know what? I don't want to just be doing predators for the rest of my life no i mean at least he came back and said look this franchise is not dead it's nowhere near dead and this is what you can do with it i mean i wouldn't mind i would really love someone taking the helm from if he doesn't want to do another one i would really love to see someone's vision like a legitimate like he's a horror film like cloverfield lane he made it like a horror movie i would love to see what a horror movie uh director does with it but he's really good at doing action. The only thing I I would say was a knock is the CG was rough. Yeah, yeah. However, maybe that means that they didn't do the you know they didn't put them through brutal hours. They made them work eight hour normal days, and this is what you. If that's the case, he only was like, hey, the workers worked eight hours for the CG, and they did what they could. I'm more power to it. And they clearly did more with less. No question. I believed. And here's the thing: if someone was like, hey, that ain't no freaking. Uh, that's not good CGI. If I was like, hey, bro, what do you think that is? Oh, it's a wolf. I'm like, well, then it's good CGI. <laughs> you knew <laughs> you saw what it was. What right? it was. Exactly. You know what you I told you? I said, I, said, I want to see that grizzly bear go up one against the one with the revenant and see who wins. Bruh. Here's the thing. You know what really I loved about that fight is Predator took him out with a punch. He punched him to death. Knocked him the fuck out. Knocked him the hell. He said, okay. Fist the cuffs, my friend. <laughs> Fist the Put up cuffs. your dukes, sir. Put up your dukes, I say. And that dude knocked him because you saw the <laughs> how he was still kind of like snoring when he was out. He was like, 
Yeah. Yeah, Jay. It's like watching them Street Fight videos when someone gets laid out. <laughs> is he snoring or is he struggling breathing? Which one is it? At least he didn't do that death that death twitch that they do when they get their head hit on the concrete. You're like, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I know. That's a bit I much. Hate that. But yeah, I loved it, man. And uh, what what's your rating? I want to hear your rating. I have a feeling you're going to go. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, I'll go 4.25 out of five glowing blood streaks. Ooh. I will say I will give this movie. 3.75 stomped upon stumps. There it is. Hey, man, I wouldn't have said nothing if he stomped on it, bro. Just be quiet. That's kind of hard to do, dude. <laughs> That's easier That's, said than done. The first thing I said was like, hey, why did you even say anything? I was like... That's the only way. Like he, he would have been scot free. The guy's like, nope, I'm stepping on this motherfucker. <laughs> but the thing is, he, he just should have just said nothing. Let him step on it. Realize that the death you're about to get. Well, actually, it wasn't that bad. It was fairly quick. He just stabbed him through the heart. It was like he didn't like chop off a bunch of appendages. I still would have shut up. Look at Steve being the armchair expert for Predator. Hey, bro, look. Here's the thing. I have ideas of how to beat them, Jake. Well, you are able to fight animals, yeah. I mean, I can't. I don't know, man. He punched out a, a, a grizzly bear. I think it's dope that the grizzly was like, I don't care if you're invisible, G. I'm a grizzly bear, Cuzlito. I'm a fucking grizzly bear. What do you want to do here? <laughs> Let's do, but I, I did like it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fantastic, so I'm glad I watched it. Man. Dope, man. I'm glad. Yeah, we, hey, we agreed on that one, and it's fantastic. Uh, nope, we kind of agreed on it in a way, too, a little bit. Hey, I missed the um, credit scene. What happened on it? For Nope? Yeah. I didn't know there was a credit end credit scene. There is an after credit scene. Uh, I will have to look it up and see. I'll get the spoiler. Because I'm like not a, going back to the theater for that one. No, I think because someone said it's Steven Yeun and um, Kaluuya. There's a poster of them. Like, it's a carnival poster where they display the body of the thing or something. Oh, damn. Something like that, where it's just like, it's not over. Every movie now, I think I just have to stay to the end. I think that's what they want you to do. Well, you know what? The weird thing is the Russo Brothers recent movie didn't have a post-credit season, uh, uh, sequence. It just was over. Gray Man? Yeah! But not Great Man? I like that movie a lot, man. Uh, you know what? I got to watch it again. I'll be fair, because I was uh, COVID-brained at the time. But oh, uh, I, I got to get out of here. But I will say that uh, Chris Evans' character bugged the living shit out of me from what I saw. As you got jokes for everything, dude? Really? You're just that guy all the time? Okay. Damn, you gotta watch it again. I will. I will watch it again to be fair. To be fair. All right. Go all right. Let us out, breath. We are out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to yet another episode of Your Friendly Heroes of Noise. Episode 139. Guess what? We're coming back with 140. Excuse me. 193, I should say. We're coming back with 194 real soon. That's it for me. I don't have anything witty to say other than, uh, Steve, uh, do you want to take us out and say something charming and then we'll, we'll go? People, I love you so much. And A... Don't be prey to your fears. I love y'all. Nice. See what he did right there? And don't be an alien with an orifice. Hey! (laughs) My name is Dan Ramirez. That is Steve Hudson. We are the heroes of noise. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. We're back, all right? Peace. (laughs) 